The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program, WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, its staff, or management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on 89.3 FM WMKV. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, your nation's public radio source for what you need to know about investing in real estate on a weekly basis, since real estate is in fact changing on a weekly basis these (laughs) days. (laughs) There's apparently an announcement uh, yesterday or or this earlier this week by one of the very, very large uh, mortgage holders in the country that they are going to start selling their bad debt off in bulk. And this is a this is one that has never done so ever before in the past, mm-hmm. and it's going to happen apparently this fall. So yes, things are changing on a daily basis, and I promise you, when this announcement is made, it is going to uh, it's going to have an effect on house values because this particular mortgage holder uh, has a lot of REOs and bad mortgages, a lot, a lot. So this is that shadow inventory that we've been hearing about for, for <laughs> the, years. This is uh, this is uh, some of that. <laughs> yes. A portion of it, yeah. Some of that. So um, our topic today is one that is apparently going to turn out to be very popular because before I even walked into the studio, I had three questions about it uh, via email from the folks who've signed up at askvena.com to get our weekly e-letters and therefore know ahead of time what the topics are and can send in their questions ahead of time. You can do that too by going to askvena.com and just clicking the button that says try Vena's free e-letter. And then every week you'll get uh, not just a here's what the show's about, but also information about other educational opportunities and an article that is by or about one of our guests or their topics. Uh, the folks who received that today also received a notification of a very special event that we are doing here at WMKV and on July the 21st. And when I say we, I mean myself and my guest, Jerry Fink, whose voice you just heard a moment ago. Uh, we're going to try out an all-day seminar on how to wholesale houses in today's market. Uh, This is the topic about which we get the most questions here on Real Life Real Estate. Uh, It is the topic that, that, uh, you know, you just, you can't talk, you can't do it in, what do we have, 50 minutes on the show. I mean, you can't, to, to, to sort of walk you through the process of how do you find the deals? What kind of deals are you looking for? How do you how do you know what to put them under contract for? How do you market? How do you find the buyers? How do you talk to the buyers? How do you how do you do the contracts? How do you set this up so that you can do more of it? Just impossible to do in an hour. And I mean, we could take up every show for the rest of the year, and people wouldn't be <laughs> wouldn't be happy with. Uh, uh, the amount of uh, the amount of information they were getting because they they just always want more about wholesaling. So here's what we're going to do on July the 21st from nine to five, here in Springdale, Ohio, at the WMKV studios, 
we're doing an all-day presentation called How to Wholesale Houses Right in Today's Market. You can get this class either live or online for a pledge of $99 for one person or $129 for two people to WMKV. So we're doing two things. We're helping WMKV balance their budget. And we're also getting you an entire day's worth of information about wholesaling. So that's July 21st, 9 to 5. What do I mean by you can take it online? I mean, we will have cameras running in the classroom. You can actually sit in front of your computer and watch it. Or afterwards, we will have the, we will have the videos up online so that you can sort of go through them at your own pace. If you're watching online as opposed to being live here at the event, you will also receive all the handouts for the event at, uh, via email as well. And it's 99 bucks, folks. I know you've paid a lot more than that for seminars, and you've gotten a lot less than what you're going to get on July 21st from myself and Jerry in the How to Wholesale Houses Right in Today's Market webinar. Now, here's how you sign up. Go to wmkvfm.org. That's wmkvfm.org. And uh, there's registration right on the front page. So you just click that, tell us whether you got one person or two people, and uh, space will run out for the physical event because we've got a sort of a small meeting room over here. But uh, uh, obviously, if you're going to be joining us online, it's easy to just, you know, click here and either way, click here, click here on WMKVFM.org front page and get signed up. Or for just the next 50 minutes, you can call in your pledge in the greater Cincinnati area. It's 841-9898 if you are listening online call 877-772-9658. We got one person sitting in the <laughs> phone room because this was sort of a, oh, you know what? We should probably be able to have people call too. Oh, Matt, <laughs> can, you, can you answer the phones? So 877-772-9658. Uh, again, just from the email earlier today, uh, we already have three of those seats taken, So, which is awesome. Thank you. Thank you folks who signed up because... Uh, Again, not only are you going to get a lot out of it, but uh, WMKV also gets some operating capital. So 99 for one, 129 for two, all day, July 21st. You can watch online or you can come here, which uh, if you can do that, I would I would suggest that because it's always nice to be able to ask questions and interact. Now, our topic today, the one that we have gotten so many questions on already, is how to uh, what what skills you need to make the ugly house business work and uh again over the years we've gotten lots of questions and, and it's, it's often the same questions <laughs> over and over here right. on uh, real life real estate about how do how do i make a wholesaling business work so the reason jerry is joining me today is because uh, he has he has both wholesale properties and is very often on the receiving end of people wanting to wholesale properties to him because he is a known renovator in the area. He's the past president of the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati, and he's a coach, and he's written his own home study course on how to renovate properties. So people know him, and they come to him all the time saying, hey, Jerry, will you buy this wholesale deal from me? So we're kind of looking at this both from the perspective of the wholesaler, that's me, and of the buyer for the wholesaler, that's Jerry. So, Jerry, let me ask you of 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 these of these skills that we know that wholesalers need to have, and that of course we're going to teach them on July thirty first. Um, what is 21st. the twenty first? Twenty first. What is the 
What is the number one mistake that you see wholesalers making when they're when they're out there trying to trying to put a deal together, trying to make some money? Well, I'd have to say that the the biggest mistake that you see is not correctly estimating the costs of what it's going to take to get that uh, property in proper condition. Um, sometimes it's too little, and sometimes it's way too much. And there are a lot of factors that go into that. Um, a lot of it has to do with what kind of resources um, does that person have? What uh, that person? I'm talking about their buyer. So if it's me, you know, I have the contacts for where I'm going to buy materials. You know, who I'm going to have do all the work and so forth. Um, and because of the volumes that I do, I get a certain price, you know, for the work that I have done. Whereas someone else um, who is not as active or is newer or and hasn't had the time to develop all those contacts, their prices are going to be different. And you and I have had this talk over the years where, you know, even because we've both been in the business for a long time, we still have different people that do the the same thing for us. Our, our roofers, for instance, uh, you know, I've got a cheaper roofer, but you've got a cheaper HVAC guy, you know, that sort of thing. We run into that. Mm -hmm. um, but the other piece of it is making sure that you um, are appropriately um, renovating that property. So if I'm, for instance, if I'm going to be doing a retail house, a, a house that I'm going to sell to a homeowner, that gets finished at a, at a certain level. And even within that, it's, you know, is it an $80,000, $125,000 or $175,000 house? There will be different levels of fit and finish that you do. Uh, on the other hand, if I'm going to be getting a house ready for a rental, uh, I do a different level. Um, I may uh, bondo the doors instead of putting new doors in. Bondo is a, a product that you can put on and sand down and, you know, for a, a low-end rental house, it's fine. But I wouldn't try to do that if I was trying to sell a $175,000 retail house. So understanding how to, uh, how to get the costs and, and having the appropriate costs for the particular house and the particular exit strategy is probably the biggest single issue that, that we see people having problems with. And, and that's one of the things that we're going to be <coughs> teaching them on the 21st. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, uh, Jerry's going to have an entire hour and a half all to himself because he convinced me that... This is the thing that when people when people bring him deals and he says, "Are you kidding?" It's always the repair costs that right. they have, that they have just wildly uh, out of whack. So uh, Jerry's gonna gonna talk for an hour and a half about things like uh, basically what are some of the major repairs that you're gonna see. Basically, how are people going to uh, your people meaning your buyers going to figure out what that's going to cost them and that's what that's what you should be figuring of course mm -hmm. and also some of the big differences between the rental properties that you might be wholesaling versus the retail properties that you might be wholesaling versus the high-end retail properties right. Right. that you might be wholesaling and all that is happening on july 21st that's a saturday it's 9 a.m to 5 p.m you can join us and learn everything that we can pack into a day about wholesaling uh, by going to wmkvfm.org and signing up or giving us a call with your $99 pledge at 877-772-9658. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Fina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Jerry Fink. We're talking about the skills wholesalers need to make money in today's market, and particularly the ones that, that 
seem to be most missing where when 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 people are saying well i'm trying to wholesale but it's not working it's typically one of the things that we're going to talk about today that is the issue we're also talking about a fundraiser that we're doing for WMKV, which will be fun for you because it's an all-day wholesaling seminar on July the 21st. It's just $99 for one person to attend or $129 for two people. If you're not in the greater Cincinnati area, you can also watch it that day online or receive the videos after the event. So for 99 bucks, you are going to get everything we can tell you in one day about wholesaling plus some information on how to learn even more about it so you can make your $99 pledge today at 877-772-9658 you can also just go to wmkvfm.org and there is a description of the class right on the front we're going to talk about things like the five steps that every wholesaler goes through how to find the good deals uh, how to do the paperwork, that's another issue that, that people often seem to have, is not knowing what paperwork it goes in place to assign a contract for a quick cash profit, and uh, many, many other things during that day. Uh, but as Jerry and I were talking about the top things that we see wholesalers kind of consistently doing wrong, uh, I think uh, my number one was they they don't know how to source the deals they 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 don't know they don't know how to find sellers of properties that will that can and will sell them for the kinds of prices that wholesalers need to get because you know typically as wholesalers we're looking to pay uh based on a formula and that depends on on the neighborhood that the property is in and we'll we'll share the variations of that formula in that all day seminar on July uh 21st but Basically, we're looking to pay, pay a pretty low price for these right. properties uh, so that we can add a little bit on and turn around and flip them to somebody like Jerry. Um, I see a lot of wholesalers, and, and actually let me widen that to say real estate investors in general, chasing deals that cannot work, <laughs> Chase, chasing deals where the seller is not motivated. They can sit on it forever. They don't care. They're not, they're not going to sell it for your price no matter how long you make the offer or they're chasing deals that are uh, overfinanced, and we, we're seeing a lot of that in today's market, particularly with these these ugly junker houses that we work with as as wholesalers. Um, you know, you see houses that uh, in this part of the country, you see houses that your top offer is going to be seven thousand, and the back taxes alone are ten. <laughs> and and yet, I see wholesalers try and make that work. You know, I'm going to go ahead and put it in a contract and see if I can sell. Well, no, you can't. You did your formula. You know, you can't sell it. But but it's the only deal I've got on the table, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try anyway. Um, I also see people spending a lot of time with sellers who maybe it's a it's in a nicer neighborhood and your top offer is is sixty, and they owe eighty and they're not behind on their payments and they don't have twenty thousand dollars to bring to the closing. So finding finding the right kinds of owners and that's ones that are both anxious to sell. Not just it's not just they want to sell. It's not just they'd like to sell. They're anxious to sell, and also owners who have high equity in their property. That's that's really where you have to be focused as a wholesaler because there's just there's just nothing you can do with these other folks as much as they might want you to, as much as you might want to. When you find one of these um, one of these deals that just isn't going to work, you have to move on. Right. And one of the keys to being able to able to move on psychologically is having lots of leads. Right. 
because the top of the funnel has to be big enough. Exactly. If you've only got if you've only got one call from a seller in the last six months, of course you're going to chase it and chase it and chase it and chase it. When you know that it's okay if you hang up the phone on this one because I mean I. I don't mean literally like, oh, forget you, hang up the phone. I mean, you know, it's okay to, to say I can't help you and hang up uh, because you'll get three more calls today and you'll get three more calls tomorrow and five the day after that. And, and one of those this week will be a good deal. That's how real wholesalers and, and in fact, again, all real estate investors who are, who are doing a lot of deals are doing them is they are talking to a lot of people. And Typically, that means marketing of various sorts, which we could do a whole show on because we're, we're going to be spending time on that on July 21st as well. And uh, it means knowing the right MLS properties to look at. I mean, bank-owned properties are a huge source of deals right now. There's no question about it. There's lots of them. They're easy to see. Right. <laughs> the banks do get, eventually get... Get, get around to it. <laughs> get, yes, get flexible with their price, but then there are certain then the, then there are certain hoops you have to jump through if you're dealing with a bank-owned properties, and um, that we are going to spend nearly an hour on on July the twenty-first because uh, everybody wants to know about that. How do I how do I wholesale bank-owned properties when they have these deed restrictions and they have these minimum earnest money deposits and they have these uh, proof of funds requirements and 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 non-assignment clauses and it, it's it's absolutely possible it's absolutely possible i wholesale bank-owned properties all the time but uh it is there are some things that you have to know and do in order to do that and again you can learn more about that by attending our wmkv fundraiser slash fundraiser for you because We'll teach you lots and lots and lots about how to go out and wholesale deals for a five to $10,000 profit in 30 days or less. It's July the 21st. It's 9 to 5. You can t- attend online or live here at the WMKB studios in Springdale, Ohio. You can sign up for that for a pledge of $99 to WMKV. It is uh, available at wmkvfm.org or for just the next half hour at 877 877- Seven seven two nine six five eight. Now, uh, Jerry, as we were making our list of things that wholesalers seem to fall down on, mm-hmm. uh, your number two what had to do with uh, not not knowing people people not knowing how to locate buyers, but also even when they located you, not knowing how to talk to you about the deal in such right. a way that you would be interested in it. Right. Um, one one of the things that you um that you kind of run up against when you're on this side of the fence is of course there are people who are just getting into the business and um as you know i will i will cut those folks slack at the beginning (laughs) because i understand that they're they're learning but one of the big frustrations is when somebody brings me what they call a deal um when they have totally overestimated the after repaired value or the, the market value once it's all fixed up or they've completely underestimated the repair costs uh, they refuse to take into account um, the holding costs and the selling costs and all that sort of thing that go along with especially retailing a house. Um, and they they bring me a deal that once I look at it, you know, there is no way in the world that I would touch that deal with a 10-foot pole. Um, so my advice to a wholesaler is that you, you get to the point where you really understand who your buyer is. And if that's a, if that's a retail buyer, um, you know, I have a very specific set of criteria that I'm looking for uh, when you bring me a deal. This, these are the things that I want to know. 
basically I want I want you to do my formulas and present them to me so that um, it makes it easy for me to see that yes this is a deal uh, if you're selling to a, a landlord he's going to have a different set of criteria instead of you know I'm looking for a for a retail profit for instance what is a landlord looking for he's primarily looking for cash flow and maybe a little bit of equity but primarily the cash flow so you need to know that that particular landlord has a minimum of two hundred dollars per month net 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 that he wants to make um, on a property before he's going to be interested in it uh, and each, each each of us will have a little bit different uh, criteria that we evaluate deals on but it's it is frustrating when um, the people same people <laughs> keep bringing you the deals uh, that really are not deals. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's the, the sad part of it is that um, it almost seems sometimes that they're, they're, I hate to use the word praying, but they're out there looking for the people who have not been educated uh, on my side of the fence and who will uh, be persuaded by inflated ARVs, deflated repair costs, uh, um, saying, for instance, that it's in a particular school district when it really isn't, mm-hmm. okay? Because uh, as, as we know, you know, this has been around. At, uh, I don't know if you remember the house that I used a couple of years ago in my class where on one side of the street, which was in the public school system, and literally across the street was a semi-private school system, and the price difference in that house was about $40,000 just because it was on one side of the street as opposed to the other. And I use that house specifically for that reason to, you know, to point that out. But all those things have to be taken into account when you're presenting that deal uh, to your buyer. Mm-hmm. So um, you need to understand what it is that, that each buyer and each buyer type is looking for and present that in that light mm-hmm. so that they can see that it is a good deal. And, and just let me comment on the, there are absolutely folks out there who are intentionally puffing their numbers and, and as you say, trying to take advantage maybe of people who don't understand the numbers are puffed. But honestly, those are typically uh, companies that sort of have that as a business model and have been doing it for years. With When the new investors come up with these deals. <laughs> right. It's usually sheer lack of education. Right. I mean, they just uh, they don't understand, you know, what what does it cost to fix this a uh, place like this? How do I appraise a property? Um you know, the 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 difference in, in values between right. one school system and another, right. uh things like that and 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 that's I mean, that's stuff you can kind of sit down in a classroom and learn. That that's that's not even something that requires a lot of experience, but I'll tell you one of the one of the things that um that I've experienced in gosh 15 plus years now of wholesaling properties is that even when your numbers are quote right you know they they fit they fit into that average you know it should sell for about this and plus or minus 10 percent you would be able to fix it for this different buyers will still tell you no even though on paper right it's clearly a good deal and it clearly fits their criteria and Sometimes they're telling you no because, as you said earlier, their costs are a little bit different than right. somebody else's. Right. Sometimes they're telling you no because of of things that are just their preferences. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had a buyer one time who only wanted ranch houses on slabs and they couldn't be on a hill. Right. <laughs> because in his experience, hills cause foundation problems, basements cause water problems. That's all he wanted. Don't bring him anything else. It doesn't matter right. what it says on paper. He would he would turn down that that deal, so another thing that you have to have is lots of people's on on your buyers right. list. 
because it's just um it, it's just the case that this one will be out of money right now because he's in the middle of a project that one over there will be uh, making off for an apartment building that he thinks is going to take up his time for the next six months and uh, this one this third one doesn't like any house that has a bedroom smaller than 12 by 12 you know they they, they have very specific requirements sometimes and they will turn down deals not because again they're not good on paper but because they don't fit that buyer's particular criteria and you know one of the best ways to to find buyers is of course go to your local real estate association and talk to people and that 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 freaks out a lot of new investors they say well they don't want to talk to me they've been all these deals and i'm a brand new investor and they don't want to talk to me Oh, they totally want to talk to you. Right. They, they, and, you, and you need to be um, constantly building and rebuilding your buyers list. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, people come and go out of the business. Uh, like you said, um, you know, there are times when I don't have bandwidth <laughs> to, to do any more deals right now. Um, and, and every one of us runs into that. So you need to constantly be um, building your buyers list. And, and again, making sure that you understand the guy that only wants uh, slab ranches on level lots. <laughs> oh, because believe me, he'll tell you. I mean, here's here's a great question to ask someone who's a real estate investor, no matter where you meet them, whether it's at a REA meeting, whether you're driving past a house and you see a rehab going on, whether, you know, a meetup, whatever. Say, so what's your favorite kind of deal and why? And then just shut up. Yeah. Because most real estate investors, man, you can't shut them up. <laughs> you know, they'll tell you for an hour what their favorite kind of deal is. And when you're done, and you don't have to start by saying, because I'm going to try and sell you something and I'm a brand new investor and I don't know what I'm doing. When they're done, say, okay, I I, I got that. If I find that deal, you want to buy it from me? Well, I, I think one of the things that, that um, the kind of one of the mental hurdles that new people need to get over is that you aren't trying to force me to buy something, <laughs> you're actually taking an order from me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here is what I want. Go find it for me. <laughs> and if you find it, I will buy it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, it, it, you're not forcing anybody. It is, it is really matching needs of sellers, yourself, and your buyer, mm-hmm. and uh, making it a true win across the board. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about eight different ways to find more cash buyers for your deals at WMKV's one-day seminar on July 21st. It's 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's a $99 pledge for one person or a 129 pledge for two. You can call in and grab your seat or your spot online if you'd like to watch it online rather than be here physically by calling 877-772-9658. You can also go to wmkvfm.org and grab a seat there, as did Terrence Cobb and Anera Shell earlier today. We really appreciate your pledges, and we promise to give you a day packed full of information. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing talking today with Jerry Fink, rehabber extraordinaire, about mistakes that wholesalers make, particularly early on in their careers. I mean, you either get over these things or you don't have a career. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, we're also talking about our upcoming one-day seminar here at the WMKV studios in Cincinnati it's July 21st, 9 to 5. We're going to cover things like the five steps to every wholesale deal that will put five to 10000 in your pocket in 30 days or less. 
the inside secret that will let you do as many wholesale deals as you want to do, the best ways to find the high equity owners, how to know exactly what to offer your seller every time, how to find cash buyers for your deals fast, how to wholesale bank-owned properties while avoiding the expense and hassle of double closings, how to estimate repair costs right so that you know you're making the right offer each time, and then we're going to go on to talk about how you can build a wholesaling business, one that is probably not just going to be you. There's probably going to be other people involved that can flip dozens or hundreds of properties each year. The, um, I, you know, I'm here on Real Life Real Estate every week and I hardly ever talk about my own business, but... Uh, just to give you a sense of, do I know what I'm talking about? In the first six months of 2012, this is 2012, right? Yes, it is. Um, my company has flipped over 40 properties. So, yeah, I kind of know how to do this. <laughs> I'm going to be going to be sharing lots of information, uh, as is Jerry, as someone who buys these properties and uh, is very sensitive about making sure he gets the correct estimates from people. So he's going to talk about. Uh, how to do estimates correctly. So, um, yeah, it's 99 bucks. 99 bucks to sign up through WMKV. That's a pledge to WMKV. That's for one person. If you'd like to bring two people like Terrence did from Indiana, it's 129.42. You can go to WMKVFM.org or you can call 877-772-772. Nine six five eight. Uh, so Jerry and I are going through this list of uh, mistakes we see wholesalers making. At the same time, we're getting questions, uh, which is great, uh, via the AskVina.com website. Uh, this is one from Isaac in Belleville, Michigan. He says, I'm a newbie and haven't done anything. I am told that I should find buyers first. Please help me with some ideas on finding cash buyers to work with. Well, Isaac, as as we just said, probably the number one way is go network with them at your local real estate association and, and seriously network. Don't just stand there and you know sit, <laughs> sit there and watch whatever's going on at the front of the room. You have to network. We are going to be covering a bunch of other ways at the all-day seminar. Uh, but the thing that I really wanted to address about your question, Isaac, is that um, there's a lot of myths out there <laughs> in the in the wholesale business that that people heard somewhere and they just grab onto them and they absolutely believe them to be true it's like it's like doctrine and i don't find them to be true and one of them is this finding finding buyers first i think you should find buyers and deals simultaneously if you sit around waiting until you built up a list of 100 or 200 buyers you're going to be waiting a long time before you do your first deal and it's funny because one of the other myths is i have to find deals first I hear that all the time, too. Buyers don't want to talk to me unless I have deals. Again, yes, they do. And it's not a chicken or the egg situation. You can you can both be talking to people about what they want and be talking to sellers about their deals at the same time. You don't you don't need to do uh, one or the other. And I'll tell you another myth. um, We hear this all the time. Uh, you, You hear people say, you have to double close all your deals because your, your your sellers or your buyers, excuse me, it's not, not the sellers they're worried about. If your buyers know how much money you're making, they won't want to buy the deal from you. Well, and sometimes if the sellers know how much money you're making, 
they might be a little upset too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but that does not that does not necessarily lead to the expense of a double closing. Double no. double closings double closing costs money. I mean, there's there's about a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars in expenses uh, from what I can uh, work out from my own books on doing double closings, and that's profit out of your pocket. So. Right. Uh, my my main objection to this whole business about oh the seller the or sorry excuse me again the buyer the buyer will not do the deal if they know how much you're making you know frankly if this if the buyer really cares how much you're making as opposed to how much they're making which is what's important right you probably ought to move on and find another buyer right I, you know. We we kid about this, you know. Every time I write you a check, it kills me. But you know, it what what I really 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 have to look at is it doesn't matter where that deal comes from. You know, if it comes from you, if I've gone out and done my own marketing, uh, however I have found that deal, it really comes down to what is my what what what's called the maximum allowable offer. What am I willing to pay for that deal to make the amount of money that I want to make based on my criteria. So you, you have to get over that, you know, that it really doesn't matter if the wholesaler is making money because that's, um, that's a very, very valuable service that a wholesaler provides for me, okay? It saves me the time, the effort, the expense, all that of going out and doing all, all my own acquisition of properties. So, you know, if 50% if of my deals come from wholesalers, that's fine. You know, they've saved me all that time and effort um, of, of finding that deal. So you have to just get to the point where you, you just understand that that's, you know, it's still a good deal and it doesn't matter where it comes from and it doesn't matter how much the wholesaler is making. And 90% of your buyers will feel, or yes, will feel exactly like Jerry just said. I, you know, I, I, it, it was a good deal before I knew what you were making. (laughs) It's still a good deal now that I know what you're making. Uh, and the other 10%, honestly, you know, they've got the wrong attitude and mm-hmm. let them go find their own deals. There's plenty more buyers out there. There's there, there, there been a huge number, huge increase in uh, the cash sales of real estate in the past two years. It went from 1.4 million in 2010 to 1.6 million properties sold for cash last year. So, yes, they're. <laughs> the buyers are out there because a very few of those sales, I mean, they didn't break it down this way, but I'm guessing very few of those sales were home buyers buying properties to live in for cash. Those are primarily investors who are out there snatching up great deals. And when you think about who those people are, I mean, you're talking about well over 3 million properties that were, were purchased this way in the last two years. Most of those folks aren't, Jerry. They have full-time jobs. They don't have they rehab two houses a year or right. they're just trying to get a few rentals while the prices are low. They don't have time to go out and negotiate these deals and and find them and wrap them up and all that sort of stuff. Or the skills aren't honed to mm-hmm. be able to do it like someone who does it, the wholesaling mm-hmm. side of it, you know, every mm-hmm. day. Yep. So those those buyers are everywhere and you certainly don't need to uh, take on the additional expenses of double closings. And and I know the other time that you would do that is if the contract was not assignable. We're going to cover that in the all-day seminar on July 21st, which you can sign up for for a pledge of $99 to WMKV by do- going to www.wmkvfm.org or calling us for the next 15 minutes at 877-772-9658. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing, and it's going to get even hotter in July 
So a really good place to spend a Saturday in July is in the air-conditioned meeting room <laughs> here at the WMKV studios in Springfield, learning all about how to wholesale properties today, how, to, how, how it works today. Uh, one thing that I would recommend to you is if you've gone to the library and gotten out a book or you got something off of eBay about wholesaling, and it's dated prior to 2009. Throw it away. The, <laughs> no, no, don't, don't throw it away. Don't throw it away. Put it on your shelf and get it back out again when the market is like it was in 2006 and 2007 and 2008. Because uh, I know my own business has gone through a lot of evolution uh, in the past few years because of the massive changes in the market. Uh, if you have any questions for us today, I know I'm, I'm late in mentioning this, but... You can send your questions to Vina. I'm sorry, to askvina.com. You don't actually send them there. You go to askvina.com. Go to askvina.com. There's a thing there that says Ask Vina Question. Click it, put in your question, and send it straight to us where we will get it. And I am uh, looking at uh, another question that we received here, and it is a fairly lengthy one, so we will uh, try and break this down. Uh, this is from Anthony in Cincinnati. <clears throat> he says, uh, I have a few questions about wholesaling. Number one, what can I do to, quote, work the business on a daily basis, meaning when I get off work and want to put in some hours working on my business, what should I be doing? Uh, that is a great question, Anthony. It's a great question for two reasons. Number one, you seem to recognize the value in doing something every day because we see a lot of people who are are part-timers in the real estate business and they say well as soon as i get a week where i'm not busy at work or as soon as, as soon as i you know uh on the weekend or uh as soon as my daughter gets married or whatever then i'm going to start doing things and and they they do them uh, if they're doing anything they're doing it so sporadically that it's just not part of their, it's almost like it's not part of their daily psychology. They're not, they don't think of themselves as this is something I do. They're like, oh yeah, I said, I said on Monday, I do something on Friday. And there is a lot of value to doing at least a little bit every day on your, on your real estate business uh, when you're part-time so that you can more quickly go full-time if that's your goal. Uh, he says, all I could think of to do this week was read real estate books and drive around looking for ugly houses, but that wasn't too fun or productive. <laughs> Can you give me some better suggestions? Um, uh, driving around looking for ugly houses was actually the right thing to do, right. William. There's a lot of there's a lot of deals that, that are kind of secret deals. I mean, you see these ugly houses. They don't have a for sale sign in front of them, and yet they're clearly unwanted. I, I came up with a new a new one to tell. Um, if a house is potentially vacant. What's that? Drive around on garbage day in that particular neighborhood and look for the ones without garbage cans out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's some, there's some vacant houses that the neighbors are mowing the lawns. Mm-hmm. They're cleaning them up. There's still shades in the windows because the people left the shades. And you really can't tell that they're vacant, so that is a great idea. I always, I always try and look and see if there are garbage cans beh- beside the house, because usually when people move out, they take their garbage cans. So if there's no garbage cans at all, but yeah, I have, them not being in front on garbage day is a pretty good sign. Now, of course, the next step of uh, in driving around looking for those ugly houses is you actually have to look up who the owner is, and you have to contact the owner. It's just right. looking for the ugly houses 
uh, is not going to be enough. So, and reading real estate books, I mean, if you if you have the basics, William or Anthony, if you know, if you know what you're looking for and what the goal is here, continuing just read and read and read and read makes you knowledgeable, not wealthy. So maybe stop that um but what well, i weave it in don't stop it <laughs> well yeah. I, I tell people <laughs> i tell people who are out there try, trying to start a wholesaling business when you know what you need to know and you know where that is physically located if you forget you know because because yeah. sometimes it sometimes it's hard to hard to remember everything that you might learn in a in a boot camp or something stop go do and if you have a question, you know where to get. You know, you could pull the book off the shelf and, and look up the answer. But uh, what I tell people and what we're going to talk about some on July 21st is divide your time, your available time. If you have two hours uh, every day, for two hours one day, spend that time looking for deals, whether that means driving for dollars, which is something you've already done, whether it means creating a postcard or a letter for a certain kind of uh, motivated seller, uh, whether it means looking on Craigslist, because sometimes there's actually some pretty good deals up on Craigslist, uh, spend the other half of the time looking for potential buyers. And that means attending urea meetings, attending subgroup meetings. Uh, it amazes me how few uh, wholesalers go to our landlord subgroup here in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know you don't want to hear about how to provide rentals for disabled people. But you want to talk to the people who are looking <laughs> to provide rentals to disabled people because they're going to be looking for a particular kind of property and you want to know what it is. So all of that sort of thing. Also, of course, looking on Craigslist and seeing who says, I buy houses. Talking to potential buyers is the other half of your time. Uh, he goes on to say, what are the best times you have found to make appointments to go see houses? And when you go look, do you wear coveralls or any special <laughs> clothing? Clothing? Since the houses are in really bad condition. Um, you know, when you're dealing with sellers, generally they want to work around working hours too. So the best time for them is usually in the evening or on a weekend. If you're dealing with listed properties, most of the ones you look at are going to be vacant. So you can look at them any time of the day that your agent can get you in. In terms of special clothing, clothing, you have to remember, Anthony, sometimes you're going to be meeting a human being. Sometimes these houses aren't going to be vacant. Sometimes the seller is going to be there. So you've got to kind of walk a line between you you want to dress grubby because you're afraid of the fleas and the cobwebs and the dirt and and so on. But at the same time, if you're meeting a seller, you have to look a little bit like maybe you could actually pay them for their house. So hmm. sort of a, sort of a, I don't even, I don't even want to go so far as to say business casual. I, like, like for a guy khakis and a golf shirt and tennis shoes <laughs> with socks Right. Uh, to 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 go look when you know there's going to be somebody there, um, you know I just I make sure that I am absolutely not wearing heels no. in these in these properties because there's often holes in the floors and you sink into the ground because of the drainage problem and all sorts of things. And uh, typically when I go out to meet a seller and I know their house is ugly, it'll be you know something along the lines of of blue jeans and a button up blouse because I again I don't want to get filthy. I don't want to get my nice clothes filthy, but on the other hand, I want it to look like, uh, you know, yeah, she probably can, in fact, pay me for what she for my house here. Uh, and then his third question is, for someone who wants a true at-home business, would you advise them doing wholesaling or something else like notes? Uh, from your knowledge, what is the average income of full-time wholesalers in Cincinnati? Well, that, that, that second part of that's a tough question to answer, but um, 
true at-home business, meaning you can work out of your house, anything in real estate will just about do that. I mean, wholesaling, rentals. It's, it's but, when you start to bring in employees that you need to. Yeah, and, and I think maybe the one, the one area that's more difficult to do that is retailing. When you're actually doing the rehabs, uh, you do have to get out of the house and spend a certain amount of time on site even though you have other people doing the work, um, you, you do need to have an active presence at the site. So that's probably the one that's a little more time consuming than the others. Well, and, and with wholesaling, you're gonna go out and look at properties and you're gonna go out and show people properties. And with rentals, you're occasionally gonna be going right. over to your rental property, even if you have a property manager. Right. And with note buying, and he must've been on that webinar last night with yeah, note buying, right. Uh, a lot of your research is done on the web, but ultimately you or somebody is going to make a visit to that property, particularly after you have bought the note. Now, again, that could be somebody. Uh, it doesn't have to be you. So, I, I mean, it really depends on I, – I, I worked at home until my staff got to five, and it got to, it got to the point where there was absolutely no privacy in my own house, and we moved to an office. So if you're, if you're asking home office type business, any of those things – will work. Uh, we are about out of time today in our ugly house discussion, but you can get so much more by signing up for our all day WMKV fundraiser, How to Wholesale Houses Right. It is July 21st from nine to five. There's a description and a way to sign up at WMKVFM.org. We will see you either live or online on July the 21st. We will be back next week. With more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing.